Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and I've just been serenaded by a foghorn. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what that means, but Josh evidently thinks it's funny. (laughs) We should have recorded him. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm Jay, and uh, I, I live in hope that someday my cat will return to peanut in its litter box <laughs> oh brutal <laughs> and i'm josh and i am somewhat shocked that we didn't have any behind the paywall political discussion so i i want to apologize to, uh, to fans and subscribers who normally enjoy that kind of nonsense um yeah hopefully soon we uh we just got wrapped up in other topics i guess Agreed. Did uh, so? Are you already like going back and forth to Boise? Um, kind of. Like most of this week, I have spent in northern Idaho because oh, no. because Why? the the Lewis and Clark um, Valley Chamber of Commerce puts on a what they call it the North Northern Idaho Legislative Tour, and it's kind of a tradition. It sounds like because. Part of what happens up there is that the various caucuses meet at least one of the evenings, and it's where, like, if you're going to run for a leadership race, you would declare, and so most of the people come to it so they can find out exactly who's running for what, and so, and, you know, ostensibly the the community up there does it to kind of show off their community a little bit, right, so... It was, I'm assuming they they do it kind of to be like, hey, we're, we are still part of your state. Please <laughs> don't forget us. <laughs> I'm sure there is a little bit of a degree of that, you know. But I mean, it was like, and I think this is just part of a politician's life, uh, from from what I'm gathering, right? But there was like, we toured a, a paper mill up there, you know. Uh, we toured. Uh, lumber lumber mill we toured I mean we just toured all kinds of facilities up there some of their some of their local school facilities and uh, I mean it was uh, for me it was interesting it was uh, I was glad I went but yeah it was so in that way it has begun Jay to answer that was really my long way of answering your question so are are you part of any caucus other than the Republican caucus no, no, I mean that those were the caucuses that met, you know, like the I, I met with the House Republican caucus and of course the the Senate Republican caucus met and so did both the Democrat House and Senate caucuses. 
Okay. I wasn't sure if they were like, uh, you know, the federal House of Representatives, they'll have like, you know, the the Common Sense Caucus or the people who like Toast on Tuesdays Caucus. Or... Yes, <laughs> I believe those will exist. Okay. Uh, I, I have, other than an Eastern Idaho legislative one, I have not been uh, invited you, to the you have like not, Toast Tuesdays Caucus. Jay. You have not yet signed up for the uh, Rhino Caucus. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Yes, thank you. We're not behind a paywall here. What's going on? <laughs> well, that's why this, this is just a very mild joke. That's all. <laughs> you, that you did not have to comment on other than to be indignant at the uh, very thought that you would belong to such a caucus. <laughs> How dare you? Yes. <laughs> um, news and announcements. The Astro Militarum box set is for sale. Um, the battle forces should be for sale after Thanksgiving, I believe. And then also Asmodee announced their uh, December release schedule finally, um, which included the three Marvel Crisis Protocol items that we've seen previewed so far. I don't think we have seen anything else previewed, um, although we can... So uh, we were going to do this as a short clip in another episode, but I'm going to, I guess, real quick throw it in here. Jay's calling an audible. Doing an audible. Um, so did did either of you watch much on um, the media that, that Atomic Mass Games has done so far on Star Wars Shatterpoint? No, only the preview. Yeah. The, only the announcement is all I've I've seen. I, I I'll be fair. I, I've seen uh, a couple of images on their feed. Sure. Basically, that's about it. At post the announcement. Sure. Um. So real quick, let's let's give some reactions to it. Um. What I guess from the little bits that you guys have seen so far, what uh, what are your reactions? Um. So for me, it was. Uh, I, we have to go back and give this a little bit of preface. Um, okay. You were aware that they were going to announce something the next day. You whoa, mentioned whoa. That. that did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Um, and uh, you uh, uh, let me know, and I said, I can't well, imagine. Also, that did not happen. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. And I said, I can't think of a, of a setting, or I can't think of a game that I would be interested in. Okay. Um, and 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 what what would you say was the cause of your disinterest? Uh, the size. Vader, uh, Luke, Overload. That is the disinterest. Like I, I'm just like Star Wars Legion, for example. Just zero interest. I'm I'm I've just I've had enough of the original trilogy. I don't need. It. I don't, I don't care anymore. Like they've, they've, uh, they've basically, they've run that family tree deep into the ground. Yeah. I, I just need, I need some time off from my relationship with Darth Vader. Um, and as a side note, we, I talked a little bit about Andor in the, um, behind the paywall, behind the paywall. And, um, one of the refreshing things about the TV series is, 
that it just shows like how interesting the setting could be without, without all the Jedi's and junk. I mean, I I love the Jedi's and I love the Sith, but without it being like the same Skywalker family or or like the promise of Episode Eight that was crushed by Episode Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's always all of that, you know, and and I guess my my gut reaction was that that's what it was going to be. Um, when the reveal happened, I was pleasantly surprised to see that it was uh, Clone Wars era and um, and not Clone Wars, the movie, but Clone Wars, the animated series, which uh-huh. I'm I'm a pretty big fan of. And, and it, the the style of the miniatures is in the style of the animated series. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I thought those were all great choices. Um, you know, the animated series has varying degrees of quality and interesting things, but overall, like the characters are quite interesting. It does a very good job of, um, pulling you in, uh, over the long haul. There's, there's some episodes that I could, you know, leave on the on the, the well don't the, the seasons sort of steadily get better i mean i'm on like season three with my nine-year-old and we're not making great progress but uh yeah it'll finally start getting watchable soon <laughs> <laughs> uh i i would i'm going to disagree slightly um i would say that there are episodes in every season that are good and there are episodes in every season that are bad the ratio gets better okay okay I like okay that. The, the ratio of good to bad gets better the longer the season goes and additionally some of the characters you start to you start to like more and get more involved with and care more about to the point where some of the episodes are more interesting um because the characters are starting to become more developed but yeah i would say there's some bad episodes in every series or uh, yeah every every uh, season, season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um and there are some good ones in every season but the the ratio gets better later seasons and certainly by the the last couple of seasons there's a lot of really good episodes and a lot of really good storylines going on um so anyway you know i thought how could they possibly have that many characters that i care about at all um just kind of forgetting about the clone wars because honestly it doesn't get a lot of lip service outside of its own little sphere you know what i mean so this was a pleasant surprise um the truth is i still don't think i'll play it i just yeah, I mean it's not a card game. <laughs> I will, I will gut you. I uh, mean, help, help me understand because I, I've paid the least attention to it probably even since the announcement. But how, how different do you feel like it is going to BJ from Marvel Crisis Protocol? Because when I kind of saw the initial announcement, I'm like, so is this kind of Marvel Crisis Protocol but with Star Wars stuff? And so I think it's going to be fairly significantly different okay they are they are still small skirmish size games i i think some of this is conjecture because it uh we we don't know a ton yet um but for example they've said that one of the um one of the key aspects of the game is going to be playing on like kind of multiple levels and that there will be falling damage oh and there's there's no falling damage in Marvel Crisis Marvel Crisis Protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, it also bills itself as a skirmish squad size game, and if and if you look at the um, 
yeah, the, the preview video, like yeah. it will, you'll see like Count Dooku with, you know, two droids next to him or. Yeah, it seems like there's, it's almost small clusters. War Machine-esque in that there's almost a leader and a squad. Right. Um, whereas, you know, I, I don't know, you know, how critical it is to protect your leader, but I'm assuming it's going to be. I mean, there are characters, fairly important characters in the um, setting, so I'm assuming it's going to be fairly important to protect them, or maybe even impossible to kill them. And you have to drive them off. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of assuming that you will activate a squad altogether. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything to uh, back that feeling back up. that feeling up. But um, yeah, I I don't think it's. I mean, I guess to there's. The two most common, I guess this isn't totally fair, uh, two common responses on the internet were, you know, one, uh, is this just going to be uh, Star Wars Marvel Crisis Protocol? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and and generally it was, you know, grumpy Legion or X-Wing fans who were like, you know, disparaging it, saying, oh, this is just going to be... Uh, you know, uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol and Star Wars. Um, the other, the other one was uh, Legion fans freaking out like, "Oh, this means that our game is going to support be an anti support ends, etc." Right? So guess what? The rest of us don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and that's true too. But you have a sense, Jay. Legion like, does make enough money that it's going to keep being supported. It'll keep going. Do you have even a sense? though your fans are big jerk holes? <laughs> Dang it. Do you have a sense, Jay, that so one of the things that Marvel Crisis Protocol does is it's not factions like, you know, how how would you describe the way they handle like I can't remember what I can't remember what it's called. So um, that's why I'm sounding stupider than normal. But like affiliations. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. You know where it's like the if you I might certain I, characters together. They get, you know, benefits or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how that's going to work. I, I think that. I think it's possible that they're going to um, that the game is going to feature different eras. Oh, uh, I guess we'll see. But this is this is where it's starting out. So so I I don't know. I the the game is we're going to see our the first gameplay previews at Adepticon, and they'll have stuff there being played, and then it is going to be available for purchase in quote-unquote summer of 2023 i'll be honest the biggest the biggest barrier for me playing this game is assembly and painting (laughs) sure like by a very large margin like if 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 i had somebody lined up who basically is like i will purchase them assemble them paint them and build i mean nathan pearson would likely do that for you trevor uh i don't know that name I mean, I'm assuming like the quality and the style of the minis will be again similar to my Marvel Crisis Protocol minis, right? Should I know that name? Am I being? Is are we too early in the morning? Well, um, yes, but he was in our community. Oh yeah, yeah okay. And moved away. Okay. And but he's and, still he's not very far away. <laughs> yeah, he's, he moved to Utah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, I apologize, Nathan. Um, it's too early in the morning for this. I, I mean, correct. Maybe that's too much of a barrier of entry too. 
but I, uh, okay, that 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 is that is fair. Like if 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 basically I sent him a monthly check and Mini showed up at my door painted and assembled, I I would probably play. Man, I would subscribe to that service. Right? I I'm I'm like the worst hobbyist. Like which is ridiculous because as a kid I love to assemble models. I love I even painted it is, them. It is kind of funny to me. Like I um I have a friend who he is. He's the guy who made the um, the two acrylic Gameopolis uh, logo signs for mm-hmm. the store, mm-hmm. and and he's big and he has like laser cutters and three D printers and stuff like that. He's like, oh, you should try out three D printing and and all this stuff. And I'm like, I have enough hobbies. I don't need <laughs> <laughs> more hobbies. I'm like, I just want to. I just. Wanna... I love the idea that that's something that you quote unquote try out. <laughs> I like, mean, my understanding of three D is not a, a little Debbie snack cake, you know. Is that you're constantly you're constantly trying it out. That's that's yeah, the hobby. Yeah. You're trying it out yeah. all the time. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yes. Um. Uh, uh, sorry. And I, I guess the also I think they said that we will have um like product solicitation details um likely around I think January or February. So. We'll know what like the initial details on the product releases are uh, fairly soon. So overall, um, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. I I believe that it's one similarity that it's also going to have to Marvel Crisis Protocol is that its intention is going to be more so to be um, played a little bit more casually than rather than having like uh, a big tournament scene or, or stuff like that. And so is that um, supposed to encourage me? I don't, <laughs> I'm, I'm just stating facts about how it is likely going to be marketed. I see. Huh? Uh, I could probably handle that, I guess. <laughs> what play a game for fun. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what, uh, which of the other topics do you wish to touch on next? Well, in the AVP universe, Alien comes first. Okay, well, let's do that. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to have a, a slightly themed episode today. Um, Star Wars versus Aliens versus Predators. Um, well, that wasn't as actually... Gosh, planned. I can't believe we left, we left out Dune. I'm so ashamed. Uh, But we're going to talk about Alien. Uh, Over the weekend, Josh and I played a game of the Alien RPG. Um, And uh, so we're going to discuss and maybe rate it a little bit. Were you previously aware of this particular RPG, Trevor? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, Yes, I was. I've played a fairly long campaign of it. Oh, you have? Oh, you have? Yeah. During the the pandemic. Yeah, it's funny. I ask that because I I guess I just, again, I'm probably of the hosts, I'm the least aware of RPG, of the industry and what's out. And like, I I just for some reason didn't think there was a licensed um, Aliens RPG out there, right? Like, the closest one I'd ever seen is one called Mothership. So there's been a recent trend in RPGs that has basically been all of the products that you traditionally think of as not being RPGs and not being licensable have all become licensed. So okay. I, I'm, I'm so going like to you... You're telling me like this, this RPG is maybe not even that old. 
Uh, well, it's a couple of years old. Yeah. But but I'm going to say, so let, let me just give you off the top of my head a list of things that maybe we as gamers would have traditionally thought is an unlicensable or not approachable are now available as RPGs. So games like um, G.I. Joe RPG, uh, Transformers RPG, Terminator RPG, Blade Runner RPG, Rambo RPG. Um, I'm forgetting a bunch of them. Uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender RPG. Uh, there that was is a fairly big Kickstarter, didn't it? It did a huge Kickstarter. Yeah. So, and I'm forgetting a bunch, honestly. Uh, there is, and these have all come out within the last two years, three years. Um, th- just like tons and tons of uh, '80s properties, like the Blade Runner RPG is delivering soon. I'm, I'm, ge- I'm getting it um, probably within the next month. Like there's just tons of these that I, I, if you would have asked me 20 years ago, you know, do you think it would be possible to get an alien RPG? I would have said, no, there's no way they they would license that to you. (laughs) And so there's just, and so to what do you attribute this? I have no clue. Um, maybe I, I think honestly, I think it's, uh, D and D becoming far more mainstream. I mean, that was going to be my guess. And that's what, that's why I wanted to ask that question. I mean, it's not Watsi that's going out and getting these licenses. It's it's Free League and um, I'm trying to think of the other big name. But anyway, these companies are going and they're saying, "Hey, we would like to license your product and um, as an RPG." And the stigma that existed 20 years ago doesn't exist anymore. And these these guys are saying, "Hey, yeah, that would be cool. You know, we would love to see our game being played on Twitch." Uh, like as companies a basically game. see it as a viable. Um use of their product of their ip now is what you're telling me right like yeah i would say so one one thing i'll also say about this kind of current wave or trend or whatever is that at least from what the the products that i've seen the alien books are noteworthy in their quality level um you can pick it up and look through it and just be kind of astonished at like the um how good of a job they've done on the graphic design and yeah and like use of art assets yes yeah like i i was super impressed with that just sitting as a player you know and looking at the dm screen or sorry the mother screen right um so for the record it's three years old it was published in 2019 so let me give you an example of this josh that might blow your mind there's there's a there's a company called Evil Genius Productions. Okay. They they put out a core rulebook called Everyday Heroes. Okay. And in this setting or this core game setting, uh, game rules thing, they added splat books that that um, give you settings to play in Everyday Heroes. I'm going to give you the list of them. They are Pacific Rim, Kong Skull Island, Highland Jeez. Highlander. Escape from New York, The mm-hmm. Crow, Universal Soldier, Total Recall, and Rambo. <laughs> okay. So they they took one core rule book and, and got the and licenses license. for all that stuff. Correct for eight different properties, major properties. Honestly, getting landing any one of those properties to me would have been a big deal. Yeah. So and and I say that and I actually this so this one went through Kickstarter as well. I didn't back it. 
because how are we it, not doing a Pacific Rim one shot already? My heart. I I didn't back it because it was such a it was such a huge purchase. Like because you got you had to buy eight different splat books in addition to the main rule book. Like it was oh, a big, oh, I got a you. Yeah, big yeah. buy in, and I was like, man, I love everything about this, but I just don't know that I can commit to this. So anyway, I didn't I didn't actually order any of it, and so I'm kind of regretting it now. But I you know anyway. So well. The art quality of Free League publishing is much stronger, just for the records. <laughs> the, or maybe the it's the graphic geniuses. design that I mean. Yeah, uh, just that's slightly. Probably, that's probably fair. Um, I mean, when you're putting trying to put together eight different splat books, right, the right, the art budget yeah. is probably huge. Weirdly different, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Alien RPG. Um, maybe we should start with Jay then. What, what, how are your? I mean. I so my question after yeah we you've played, played our, more of it than us Jay after my one shot my initial question was how in the heck do you play this as a long campaign because it really feels like it's tailored to one shot well um, as I recall from the uh, rules uh-huh. there are different modes that you can play in uh-huh. um, and so you can you can have a mode that is very well set adjusted for a one shot, or there's also a mode where it has a, a longer um, storyline that's going on. Okay. So and do you know what those differences I, and I did, were? Um, at one point, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and actually, we we did we did like an intro, you know, I think two session uh, thing with it, and then we did a longer um longer version of it so i mean what I, i'm hearing here today is that your characters did not die every um session that is correct <laughs> well i did I right there I, you've already blown my mind yeah i did die fairly quickly in the uh as i recall f- from the uh the first one but now don't get me wrong i would love to play a campaign where like my character dies in session one and in session two, like, because, like, one of the things that was cool is that, like, it, have you guys played Alien Isolation, the video game? No. I, I own it. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you've come as close as you ever will, Jay, is what, yes. is what, is what you're telling us there. Uh, well, the reason I ask is that it it's cool because it's, like, it's not it's not quite so uh, crazy as, like, it's it's the second cousin of Ripley, twice removed, is the character, right? But, like... The character has some sort of like tie-in with the Nostromo, right? And like, so it would be interesting to be like, your character dies, and then so the next session, you know, you're playing, I don't know, their kid, or you're playing like their neighbor from back on another colony, and you know, I, I could see that kind of stuff working. Like, I'm okay with character death, I guess, is part of yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, I've I love me some games that kill characters, you know, some paranoia, some Call of Cthulhu. Um, I I actually really liked this game we played and and uh, essentially all of our characters died um, or at least the equivalent of so yeah I, I thought it was important to the setting actually to have some character death um, which is why it sort of intrigued me that there's a, a campaign version of it um, I'm sure there's definitely ways to still maintain the the intensity and tension of Alien in a longer campaign um, so. Yeah, I mean, you just have to find that balance between like, not everybody's Ripley, right? But right, 
So how many sessions was your campaign, Jay? Um, I think the first game mode was something like um, um, uh, two sessions, and the other one I think was like eight to ten, something like that. So let's just real quickly describe some of the mechanics. Um, There is uh, four attributes. There are three derived skills underneath each attribute. Um, to make a skill check, you take your attribute and the skill associated skill, um, or just the attribute if you don't have any dice in the skill, and you roll them. Um, it uses d6s. It's looking for sixes uh, as successes. Um, and there is a mechanic called stress. So uh, let's say your basic skill is four dice in it, and your uh, your uh, or sorry, basic attribute has four dice, and your skill has two. You'd roll six dice, and then the mechanic of stress is that as you get stressed, and it's a single pool, you add stress dice to uh, the um, to the the roll. So if you have one stress, you would add one stress die. The stress dice introduce the opportunity for failure, but they also increase your chance of success or your chance of getting um, sixes. So each stress die is an additional d6 in the pool. Um, If you roll a one on the stress die, you fail the task regardless of how many successes you get. Um, But the stress die, if it rolls a six, is also a success. So as you uh, encounter things, Uh, you gain stress. You can reduce the stress by resting or um, managing that stress other ways. Uh, but anyway, that's that's pretty much the core mechanic. And I think the stress mechanic, you know, kind of does a really good job of lending itself to the setting. You know, as the tension goes up and as things get more difficult, um, you have this greater opportunity for both success and failure. And, and I, I thought it was masterful i thought it was a good i, I agree yeah i thought it did a, a really good job um real quick here is the on so on the website for the game um it says the game can be played in two distinct modes cinematic play is based on pre-made scenarios that emulate the dramatic arc of an alien film designed to be played in a single session this game mode emphasizes high stakes and fast and brutal play you are not expected to survive. <laughs> honestly, you can't play I could, the mode we played. Uh, yeah, honestly, I could play a whole campaign of just like different characters every time, playing a new one-shot scenario yeah. each time. You're on a different. You're on a ship this time. You're on a colony this time. Yeah. You're on Earth this time. You know. Yeah. Agreed. The you're, next you're one. team investigating the previous team that all died. That <laughs> would be amazing. Actually, that would be hilarious. Campaign play is designed for longer, continuous play with the same cast of player characters over many game sessions, letting you explore the alien universe freely, sandbox style. Um, the So it was Sung Soo who was running that campaign, and he... Um, I was a character who, when it initially started out, like I... I was an ex-Marine and on a ship that my uh, uncle owned, uh, that he, I'm Waylon Utani owned the ship and he was trying to like pay it off or whatever. Um, and so then like I had a, a bunch of my characteristics kind of revolved around kind of uh, my uncle. And then the first session he died. 
And so then, when you say revolved around, like were you were you stronger, like with your uncle present kind of thing, or like, um, like yeah, I had some personality traits that were like, uh, kind of centered around him. Okay. Um, and then and so then I I took over the um basically the contract of the ship and um then we tried to then we tried to make money <laughs> and everything went great from there yes correct so <laughs> um any other i guess any other thoughts or comments on this uh this game yeah i um i was surprised i it's funny i shouldn't be but i'm always surprised at how much fun i have with a um with a role-playing game mm-hmm. uh, you know this was a, a good setting too like and i agree with you guys like i thought the dice mechanic was really well done and um but like the graphic design mattered like you know i felt i felt like it was uh the setting and the the mechanic helped set the mood really well that kind of stuff so i i sent a note to our gm uh, afterwards and just said just to say thanks because it was I, I had more fun than i expected to even so nice any final thoughts from uh you trevor um yeah I, I so i never bought this game i was never really interested in it alien is it's okay it's it's something that i enjoy watching but it was not a game that was really on my radar just because i it's not one that i would run um i was excited to play it but it's not, I, I normally don't, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't buy it. Cause normally the games I buy are the games I want to play. So, but, but in this case, it's, it's a game that I could see myself playing, but never running. And that's, I, I guess maybe I'm more internally honest than I want to admit to myself. So <laughs> I, I don't buy games that I know I'm going to never run. Um, so even though the truth is, is I don't want to run them. I want to play them. Um, so this is one of those games where I, you know, would rather play it every time and I would probably never, ever run it. So I, but I was, I was surprised, enjoyed it. Um, I really like the setting as a player. Um, it did feel like a, uh, and I think this is intentional even from the movies. It feels like a space born Call of Cthulhu, you know, a modern sci-fi yeah, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Um, so it just, it did that really well and I was really impressed and uh, I probably still won't ever buy it. It's just really not something that I would ever run, but I would, I would gladly show up to someone's game, uh, on a weekly basis. So my favorite thing about our game is that my, our DM informed me, I think, I think he's run this same one shot four times, Trevor, maybe four or five times. I don't know that he said and I heard, so I don't know. According to him, I was the most militant. uh, (laughs) I mean, we were randomly assigned characters, but I happened to be assigned the, like, uh, union boss character, and apparently I was the most militant version of that he'd ever seen. So (laughs) that was delightful. See, you just need to tell all of your, you know, political opponents that you're a fascist at heart. (laughs) Sorry, we're not behind the paywall. I forgot. How dare you. (laughs) <laughs> all right um so n- next w- topic that we are going to cover is one that we probably should have covered a long time ago but yeah. i feel like you semi-pitched it once no we yeah. never discussed it okay, we should have okay. we might have discussed it like in passing 
So um, we're going to talk about Prey, the the Hulu movie um, that honestly should have been a big screen movie and would have been one of the biggest blockbusters of the year. So there's my opinion right up front. Okay. Give us <laughs> give us more of your opinions. All right. Um, so Prey is a um, Predator universe movie set uh, 300 years in the past. Um, uh, I'm being caught a little off guard here. Um, anyway. It um, premiered on Hulu, um, and um, it is uh, the most interesting thing to me um, was the fact that um, it was recorded with in English, but they also recorded a Comanche um, uh, audio track, and I watched it in Comanche. Oh, and I, really? Yes, <laughs> okay. with, with English subtitles, um, and I. I I would Highly honestly recommend. Yeah, I would I would honestly recommend that to anybody. Were the were the uh lips out of sync? Um a little bit. Um but I it wasn't bad. It it it, it didn't bother me. I mean, yeah, it, not really, not that bad. Though the, the the thing that that um frustrated me and I will I will I'm going to throw this in there just in case. Um, it didn't frustrate me that bad. There's there's a scene, and 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 this is this I, I will say this is not that spoilery, but there's a scene where they basically interact with some French trappers, and um, in the I'm assuming I haven't actually seen it in English. I'm assuming in the English version there is the French trappers are speaking in French, and you get English subtitles. When you watch the Comanche version, they are speaking in French, and you get French subtitles. So you see what they're saying in French as they're saying it in French, which was incredibly frustrating. I'm like, okay, I now I see it in two forms that I don't understand. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so this is honestly, um, I can see some people saying that this is the best Predator movie of all time, that it's better than the original. I don't. I have seen people see it, say that. Yeah, I, I, I am one of those people saying that. This is not a close call. It is you're, way better than the originals. <laughs> no, you're wrong. You're way wrong. Um, it is not better than the original, but it is a. It is the only worthy successor to the original. It is fantastic. Um, I, just great. This movie is is amazing. Honestly, uh, this is. I'm trying to. What else came out in 2022? Am I going too far to say this was the best movie of 2022? Jeez. Um, I mean, I don't know. You're the one who's seen Wakanda Forever, so. Oh, this is way better than Wakanda Forever. <laughs> I uh, think what else came out in 2022. Yeah, I don't and know. I'm I'm coming up short, honestly. Now, Top Gun Maverick would be an interesting. A contender. A contender. Um, but it wasn't that great. I, I mean, the, people love Top Gun Maverick, and I did too. Um, but this was this was better than that um, for me. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once is a 2022 film, and I, I like this better than that as well. But that's that's a pretty good film, and I've rewatched that multiple times. Uh, I definitely liked Everything Everywhere more, but um, but yeah, it it was so. I don't think that the original Predator movies are very good, uh, but I do think this one is good. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's. I mean, the original is the that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes. Jeez, it is. An, it it's beyond that's, that, that's, though. It is. That's part it of its problem, Josh. 
<laughs> no, that is not part of its problem. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it is the part that Jay doesn't get. The part that he hates is the toxic masculinity. But the part he doesn't get is that it is a critique on toxic masculinity. And he misses that. No, I... I hate that. the I hate listening to Arnold talk. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's awful of me to say, I guess, but amazing. <sighs> Maybe you should watch it with the Comanche track. You should watch the original <laughs> with no, sure, subtitles. No, I, 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 there's, there's no there's no Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie, which is part of the reason why it's so wonderful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway what makes it so good then go ahead um so besides the lack of arnold <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that the um the first movie does that the subsequent movies don't do and it and this applies to alien quite well as well is that um there's a sense of tension of hopelessness that you get in the first one that sort of doesn't feel the same in the other ones. It doesn't do a good job of conveying that. And um, this does a great job of conveying that sense of hopelessness. Like there's nothing you can do to stop the predator from killing you. And, and you're in this, just this tragic fight where you, there's no chance for you to win. Um, it just does it really well. And honestly, it, that part of it, it does better than. Yeah. Um, because it, you're, you're, while while the predators, I hope this is not spoilery, but the predators' tools are um, 300 years in the past as well. So his his technology is not as advanced as you see in the modern predator movies. But they are his technology is far more advanced than what the Comanche are using um, or what the French trappers are using. Um, so you know you still get that hopelessness, but you get to see a completely different predator. Um, but it, it just you feel like how are you going to fight a predator with you know flintlock rifles and and bows and arrows and and um uh you know axes it just feels like a whole nother scale of how do you deal with this um disparity disparity of of technology against a very superior opponent yeah and i would the, the one of the things that i liked a lot about the show was that it it felt like you know, I finished the show, and the in general, the uh, um, I would say that um, I didn't I didn't have well I, I I guess this isn't true. I had heard that that this was a pretty good um, uh, sequel or addition to it or whatever, right? Um, but and so I, I did have kind of high hopes, but in general. Uh, I'll I'll head into these types of um, things with with fairly low expectations because in general they tend to be pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I felt like I finished this and a I had a lot of I, I was surprised how good it was. I had a lot of respect for how good of a job that they did, but also it it felt like they set up a um, foundation of something that could, it's just a really kind of intriguing idea. Um, I would, I'm totally all in on watching predator movies set in different time periods. And yeah. Yeah. It was a completely different take. Yeah. 
like like you could you could do this in a bunch of different settings and time periods and i'm i'm in yeah like i wish that that more properties honestly would try to take this approach like we just get too many cookie cutter i guess would maybe be the 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 term that i would use um sequels or prequels or whatever they are this just really took it from a different perspective and additionally it took it from a a setting that we almost never see honestly i mean when's the last time you could think of a movie set right uh, uh, dances with wolves no from the comanche perspective oh not the white man's perspective Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i got you okay from the comanche's perspective of of an action film like this it's like it just it's such a it was such a breath of fresh air honestly i was so excited about it you know it wasn't you know they could have done this the other one that i would have been super excited for them to do would have been a samurai one from that perspective yes from the perspective of the samurai not 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 um tom cruise uh, you know, not the white guy samurai perspective. Give me, give me the samurai perspective. Give me the like. There's just there's too many like. Use what's know, his name Shang Chi is the main character and. Like the the one that would have drove me nuts is if they would have said, you know, I would have been happy with it, but if they would have been like, okay, we're gonna do medieval Europe, pray. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> let's we'll go back, you know, a thousand years to to more white guys. You know, Robin Hood I, versus the Predator. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I'm a white guy, whatever, I like that stuff too, but, like, there's just so many other stories out there that can be told, and they just never touch them. And this was, like, an eye-opening opportunity to see something from a completely different perspective. I also really, really, really appreciated uh, the character progression that they did. They didn't just say, okay, and this is the mistake that a lot of the other Predator movies make, and uh, honestly, a lot of the other Alien movies make. Is they just it is a slasher film in a sci-fi setting. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't the main character never makes any progression. It is all about the slasher killing all the people. The the main character in this in this movie has an actual story arc and progression that is interesting and and uh, and great to watch. That is something that 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 is the difference between a bad action movie and a good action movie is the progression of the main character. Because the bad action movies they don't have any progression, the good action movies do, and this one has a great progression of the main character. One other thing that I'll say about it, um, and this, this is my own uh, foible, which uh, is also I guess why I enjoy the the new version more than um, than older ones, but. Like just in general, uh, old action movies and old horror movies don't hold up for me because the picture quality is so bad and the special effects are so bad and it just doesn't fill. It it doesn't have any. It, it, I I guess in both of those um, genres for me, I am they're they're using a visual media to try to evoke certain emotions in me and the. The older medias don't don't do that for me, um, but I, I felt like they did a good job with um, it, it. It was a a well made movie technically as well. Mm, I got you. So, I would would you agree with that, Trevor? Uh, that um, this was well made. Not yeah. So I'm more tolerant than you are right. um, for these things um, to a a pretty big degree, honestly. Um, all I need is engaging story enough to not be shocked or yanked out 
by the the effects you know th they can have pretty mediocre effects and as long as the story is keeping me engaged i will ignore those sorts of things if the story does not engage me then all of a sudden i am i'm paying attention that to stuff's like way more glaring at that yeah point. i'm like oh geez wow that's awful um uh so so it's hard for me to actually say because i was so engaged in the story that i wasn't paying attention hmm. um but i would you know as i think about it i would say yes this was really well-made movie um and it does a lot of the things that the original predator does in that it doesn't reveal too much um and that also reduces their special effects budget um, but it does it in a in a good way not in a we're going to keep hiding it from you because we don't want to spend any money no no we don't want to say the name of the character for eight episodes because <laughs> we don't own the name of the character uh yeah not in that way i mean they do eventually say the name Josh. They just, for some inexplicable reason, decide to not to for <laughs> episode after episode after episode. <laughs> it just bothers me that they think it's cute. That's all. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say. It's not cute. You're correct. Well, <laughs> uh, both both hosts who have watched this give it a go out and watch rating. I, I think that's safe to say. Oh yeah. You should definitely go watch this. And I mean, if you don't like subtitles, go watch the English version. But if you're tolerant of subtitles, I would highly encourage you to watch the Comanche version. Yeah, I watched the English one. I didn't even know about the other one, but I don't remember where I heard about it. I heard, I think I, the, all the original, so all the um, Comanche actors recorded their own Comanche lines, and I read about it in an article somewhere, and I was like, I'm gonna watch it that way. That is amazing. Yeah, that's cool. All right, well, let us know what you guys think about Prey or if you have any thoughts on uh, Star Wars Shatterpoint ruining all Star Wars games forever or... Uh, <laughs> or or your interest or, in the Aliens RPG versus yes, Mother. Yes, all those things. 